0: Hey guys, it's Sakshi and I'm here with Sana and you're listening to Open One, with each episode titled to act as a note to you.
1: So grab a coffee or go for a walk and get ready to discuss all the shower thoughts and deep conversations you were probably
0: also thinking of. Hello everyone, I hope this episode finds you well, and I know that's one of the most obnoxious things to be receiving at the moment, but we really do mean it. So we've talked about doing something together for the longest time, and after nearly eight months into the pandemic, here we are and we could not be more excited you guys! Thinking about the perfect topic to kick off this podcast episode was
1: definitely not an easy feat, especially considering how many times Sana and I got sidetracked jumping from one idea to the next. Finally, we decided what better to discuss other than our thoughts on taking the leap of faith and putting ourselves out there. I mean, after all, that's how Open When was born.
0: Today's podcast will cover our two cents and yes, two cents because we both contributed one cent each, yes, quick math, on how to differentiate yourself and dealing with the roadblock of rejection and judgment. So without further ado, here's Open When you want to put yourself out there. Alright, so on the topic of what it means to differentiate yourself and how to do it, I remember being in middle school and watching my favorite YouTubers and just being in awe that they were doing this thing. Fast forward to now, not to flex, but I know a pretty big number of creators. YouTubers, people with podcasts, Instagram influencers, that sort of thing. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing, in fact, I think it's pretty inspiring to see all these people put themselves out there. And of course, I'm a firm believer that someone else's success doesn't take away from your own, but with the large number of creators out there, sometimes the space does feel saturated, you know, with the same kinds of people. That being said, how do you differentiate yourself?
1: I think that's become such an important question and nowadays it's become really common too. I always see people struggling to, you know, put themselves out there and they're really wondering what can they do to differentiate themselves. And I think looking at my own experience, personally, I think I always knew that there was something missing for me. I don't know about you, but for the majority of high school and college, everyone I knew was talking about finding their path and they were always talking about this is their passion and this is what they want to pursue in college. And I think I kind of knew that I had yet to find something that would define the full extent of my potential. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely love the path that I've chosen. I think being a biomedical engineer is super gratifying, no matter how long and worrying the hours can get sometimes. But um, I think the path to differentiating myself has definitely lasted almost seven years, and it's definitely been a twisted one every time I thought I found something that was my claim to fame, there was always someone who did that thing even better, or they had more talent, or they just had more experience. And so, I mean, needless to say, I got discouraged very quickly. But long story short, I found the path to differentiating myself through doing the thing that scares me the most and I think that's the most important thing I've learned when it comes to putting yourself out there and honestly if you guys don't pick up anything else from this episode then just remember the first step to differentiating yourself is usually doing something that's out of your comfort zone and something that absolutely terrifies you I actually came across this saying today Sana and it's like the wisest thing I ever read it basically says set a goal for yourself that's so big that you can't achieve that goal until you grow into the person that can
0: okay so before i go any further you know not to get sentimental and disgusting but it has been so so exciting to see you reach this level of enlightenment like i am so proud of you Um, But yeah so for me I've always wanted to become a physician for as long as I can remember this decision you know has been driven by values instilled in me by my family and my faith and I hope I get to work at the intersection of public policy and healthcare one day like there is absolutely nothing else that would be more fulfilling to me than facilitating people leading healthier and happier lives. But at the same time, I knew that I needed to be doing something more creative, and I suppose this is where my current and future side hustles fall into place. Um, I'm going to backtrack real quick. You mentioned how maybe what differentiates you is what lies outside of your comfort zone. And I could not agree more. And it actually makes so much more sense to me now. Like, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm different. But for me, one of the biggest decisions I've made in my life so far has been to study abroad in India. And I think it sets me apart from a lot of people in the medical field with the experiences it's given me.
1: Okay I'm really glad that you started talking about you getting excited about the creatives and realizing that's something you want to explore because that's something that I realized I want to explore too and I think the only difference is this realization only occurred to me at the beginning of this year so literally a few months ago I did a complete 180 and I'm like you know what I'm gonna start doing things that are just completely out there and things that I've never done before. And I'm definitely still learning about all of this myself, but I think the biggest thing I've started doing is that I've started doing things that Sakshi from five years ago or even a year ago would never even have considered doing. And I mentioned earlier that the focus for me was always trying to find things that would help me define the full extent of my potential and not define who I am. And there's definitely a big difference between those two things. So when it comes to differentiating yourself, I think a lot of people are living with the mentality that there is one ultimate purpose out there for them, and they set out, you know, trying to find the one thing that defines who they are. But I think the reality is, the thing that people forget is it's okay to have other things outside a traditional career path, or even life path for that matter, that helps shape who you are and what you can do. In my opinion, I think the things we choose to do only define our abilities, but the sentiment that we have and the visions and the passion we have associated with those things help define who we are.
0: A hundred percent yes. I'm not sure when people started falling for the idea that you can only have one purpose in life. Let's go back to being renaissance men, embracing knowledge and developing ourselves to our fullest potentials. I do, however, think that it is important to note here that this might not be applicable for everyone. A lot of people are able to gain fulfillment for all parts of themselves in a single path. Uh, I guess it's really unique for everyone. So definitely take this with a grain of salt.
1: That being said, I think differentiating yourself doesn't always have to be a non-traditional career path. And I think in today's day and age, being a person of many hats is definitely something to think about. And it's okay if you still want to be a doctor, or an engineer, or a businesswoman, or whatever you want to do, while still picking up side projects that help you cultivate your passion. And the fact is, for some people, this may be more of a risk-free and financially secure way of pursuing what they truly want to do without thinking about the risk of failure. And I think the one thing it does eliminate is it eliminates that fear of falling so far that you can't seem to get back up after you try to do the thing that you want to do.
0: Going back to what you said about having a traditional path and how that can provide financial security as you pursue other passions, this is 100% true. And I do acknowledge that it is a privilege, but if you are in that situation, upgrade, upgrade and take it to the next level. Um, I can already hear Gary Vee laugh at this next statement, but I really do think it is beneficial to have a job paycheck that subsidizes your other career paths. Um, Oftentimes when people are discussing stocks, you'll hear them say, the higher the risk, the higher the potential return. In the case of having a pre-existing career, the risk is minimal and yet you still have the potential for a higher return. I just did some big brains math here, but anyways, in addition to not having to worry about gambling your money away, your motivation lies beyond capital gain.
1: Okay, okay. So, while we're still on the topic of, you know, taking action while you're in a situation that allows you to do so, I guess it's time to talk about my journey and how I kind of began learning how to put myself out there. So the hardest part for me in this journey was figuring out where to start and I know everyone seems to think that of course starting is the hardest part, no doubt. But I think for me it was especially difficult because I am definitely definitely an idealist and all my friends know this. Sana you know this. I am a dreamer. I literally have a million thoughts and a million ideas in a single like 10 minute time span. and I think that they're all just magically gonna pan out without me actually doing anything. So I guess it's safe to say my roadmap to discovering what I'm good at and where my passions lie really started with me becoming more organized. and I, had to start by finding my source of inspiration so for me when I felt like there was literally nothing left under the sky to give me some type of edge in my industry or just life in general I actually came across a motivational speaker slash influencer and she really inspired me to take the reins in terms of becoming the best version of myself and I think once I found her I saw the change kind of like a chain reaction I started reading more which is really surprising for me because I don't think I picked up a book casually since maybe senior year of high school so i did that i started reading more i started gaining more insight into how i can be the person that middle school sakshi was looking for and sana i definitely called you a million times with my middle of the night revelations and i think one of those revelations is the reason why we're here today i mean we're doing this podcast Um, I also think I used that inspiration to jumpstart different avenues in my career. I mean, I started freelancing, I applied for companies to intern for, and I never thought I would apply to those companies just because they weren't in line with my current academic goals. But I think I realized slowly over time that the reality is everything is connected and the path to that individualization isn't a straight line. And I assume most things in life aren't anyway.
0: Ooh, okay. I love that. Um, I'm not sure I can pinpoint a source of inspiration as you can, but I agree that you do have to get organized. I definitely have a lot of things that I want to accomplish as well. But without having a clear idea of what you want, you can't take the steps to make them realities. And I'm not saying you have to know every move. That would be impractical and quite frankly impossible. But having an organized general idea is the gap between you dreaming and you achieving. And for sure, not to be an echo chamber, but yes, everything is connected. Um, Besides differentiating yourself, another perk of having more than one career path is you start identifying how ideas can interact and further your interdisciplinary thinking skills. And you know, of course, some may argue that by having more than one track, you're spreading yourself too thin, or you're choosing quantity over quality, but in reality, you might end up doing things better, and I've never seen a situation go bad with being a jack-of-all-trades.
1: And that is so important. Learning to identify parallels in your career path and your passion is what helps bridge that gap, and it makes it easier to consider your passion project equally as important as your traditional career path. And on that note, I think another thing to keep in mind when learning how to differentiate yourself is learning how to internalize the competition. And I mentioned how in high school and majority of college, I was really, really discouraged by the fact that there was always someone who could do the thing that I wanted to do better. But as they often say, the only competition should really be the one with yourself. And if you keep doing what you're doing and try to give it your 100%, there's no doubt you'll grow as a person and you'll come out on top.
0: Sakshi, it's like you're stalking me. (laughs) That's literally my motto and my Twitter header at the moment, and I quote, if you give 100% all the time, somehow things will work out at the end. We touched a bit on the fear of rejection and judgment being a hindrance while putting yourself out there, and I really want to break it down further. So for me personally, I've never really been too freaked out by rejection. I might honestly just be desensitized to it all. Um, I like to have a phrase for every year, and 2020 has been my year of shooting my shot. But I think I've been doing it subconsciously for much longer now. If I had to think of an instance where it all started, it would be the summer of 2017 when my career in design and branding began. So essentially there was this company that was looking for paid interns in design and marketing, and at this point I had absolutely no experience in design. Like I'm talking, I had never opened anything in Adobe. But I applied anyways, and I've just been winging it since then. And this is something that I've been practicing in all aspects of my life. Like, I'm talking school, research, work, personal, and so on. And of course, I've faced rejection plenty of times, and that's not something I shy away from. In fact, it's something I'd love to talk about in detail on another episode. Um, You can't tell, but I'm winking right now. So, my shots started off with airballing and progressing to threes and half court shots with like nothing but net. It's almost like this muscle that you keep working on and it gets easier as you keep at it. But I know not everyone is on this level of indifference.
1: I definitely agree, and I think the biggest advantage of shooting your shot right now is that you're literally doing it in the comfort of your own home. And think about it, I mean, everyone is behind a screen, the risk factor and the judgment factor you so fear is significantly decreased, and there's literally nothing stopping you from, you know, starting that YouTube channel or starting your own business. And the advantage is that more people are glued to their screens now than ever, and it makes getting the word out about your new venture just that much easier. Getting over that fear of judgement for me was a really big thing, and if I'm being quite honest, I'm still not completely over it and I've learned that it's okay and it's all about taking it one day at a time. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we're literally conditioned to believe everyone's opinions will determine the value of our own thoughts and actions, and that is the biggest lie we tell ourselves. Because at the end of the day, when you realize that differentiating yourself is all about going against the grain of public opinion, then you also realize you don't care what everyone else has to say because you're doing the very thing that someone else out there wishes they could do. And I know it sounds easier said than done and these may just sound like a bunch of words to you guys right now, but I think it just starts by you believing that your impact is significant and being proud of the fact that you're starting something that a lot of people just do not have the courage to do right now.
0: That being said, I want to break down what plays out when you put yourself out there. Okay, so scenario time. You're thinking about it and you finally push yourself out of your comfort zone, as you mentioned, and so you spend time working at whatever it is you're trying to accomplish and after a while, for the sake of simplicity, there are two extreme outcomes. A, you fail, or B, you make it. So in this entire sequence of events, there isn't anything that's too detrimental or permanent. In fact, if you decide to not go for it, that may have a more negative impact on your life, know, self-sabotage with a lot of what-ifs. But I do, however, think a lot of people definitely get upset about the time that they quote-unquote wasted. We were actually talking about this the other day in relation to talking phases, but what I've realized is that nothing ever is a waste of time. You're almost always gaining something.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, we were talking about how people think um, time is wasted when the talking phase doesn't pan out to anything else, but I don't think a lot of people realize that life is literally about the accumulation of different wrong experiences you go through that help jumpstart the right experience. And bringing it back to our original topic of, you know, putting yourself out there and finding ways to differentiate yourself, ultimately, and hear me out, Sana, I think this is a good one. A failed experience is still an experience because it's like a down payment on a house you really want to buy. Okay, let me explain. You may not have all the money in cash to buy that house right now at this very moment, but you're making steady payments to one day be able to buy the house of your dreams. In that way, a failed experience is just a down payment.
0: Okay, wait, pause. I love that analogy of thinking about failed experiences as a down payment, because it's definitely still progress in the right direction. A lot of times it's like, aww, your ego got a little bruised, like, come on, dude. Play your In Your Feels playlist, pick yourself up, and move on to the next thing. I can't even imagine what your feels playlist is called, but mine are Feelings Put All Caps and Drowning in Frank's Ocean.
1: Okay, first of all, you did not have to expose me like that, and I know it's quite dramatic, but my playlist is literally called sad girl hours. Actually, the I is an O, so sad girl...
0: G-O-R-L
1: hours? Okay, but the songs are remedial, I swear, so I think it's fine, it's honestly fine.
0: What I love about us is, yes, we're relatively similar, as most friends are, but we also have so many differences. For example, in this case, correct me if I'm wrong I think you definitely think a lot more about consequences of a situation versus me I can usually see how a situation is gonna pan out and I'm like well we'll figure it out as we go and you know not dwell too much on everything that might go wrong I think we can both work on finding a happy medium like for sure 100%
1: I am the overthinker in our friendship, I will literally play a million scenarios in my head before I jump at anything that seems too good to be true, and I just refuse to accept a good opportunity as just that, a good opportunity. I somehow find every single way to negate the value of the offer presented. But I think the science behind that is when you're doing something terrifying or attempting to pursue something that's way out of your comfort zone, overthinking and finding something wrong or limiting in your capability to do that thing is just the brain's defense mechanism into convincing you not to do it. Your brain is literally going through fight or flight mode, and I think it's about recognizing that what you're setting out to do is just a perceived threat and not a real one.
0: As for the fear of judgment, the people you're worried about judging you, chances are they aren't even thinking of you because they're too busy thinking about themselves. I think as humans, we're pretty narcissistic to an extent. I actually saw this post on Instagram the other day, and I think it's quite fitting. It said, you will never be criticized by someone who is doing more than you. You will only be criticized by someone doing less. And I think that's pretty powerful
1: agree with that and i think in a world where we are also desperately trying to find our place and what we have that we can bring to the table most people just genuinely either don't care or don't have the time or energy to spend thinking about the flaws of your venture when they really have no idea what to do about their own life. So I just really think it's about putting your efforts into perspective and realizing there are probably millions of people out there who are doing more crazy and more insane things in an attempt to stand out, and you are not insane for doing what it is you want to do to be your own individual. And that quote you shared, Sana, is definitely, definitely true. High vibe people are people who are also spending times doing the things that they know will help them grow. And not only that, grow into the person they originally thought could implement their vision when they set out to do it.
0: has been open when with sakshi and sana so we did it wow i am really proud of us for putting ourselves out there and yes that is me paying homage to this episode's title Okay, so we definitely just did that. I mean, looking back, I think there's definitely a lot
1: of growth left for the both of us. And personally speaking, I really had a lot of thoughts that I put out there and I think I need to take that, you know, visionary mindset I talked about during the podcast and um, start finding ways to execute them more as goals and really just getting organized with my own plan of action. So it's safe to say that this episode was a great indicator of my imagination running wild and several directions. And there was a lot to comment on and a lot of content that I threw in there for you guys to think about. But with that being said, stick around because there's definitely a lot more where that came from. I promise that doesn't even begin to describe the half of how my brain works. So we definitely have a lot more
0: content coming towards you guys. I know that we had a bit of difficulty trying to set the path and the tone for this podcast, and I definitely think with more episodes down the line, we'll get it done. We will get it done. Um, For me personally, aside from thoughts just going everywhere, I caught myself slipping into my customer service voice. Like, hi, welcome to Open One, my name's Sana, and how can I help you this fine evening? But you know what? It's casual. Let me be your customer service. Help us help you.
1: guys so much for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed our discussion and maybe picked up a thing or two and we hope to see y'all here next week
0: connect with us on instagram at open one podcast and of course we'd love it if you left a rating and or review unless it's bad then maybe don't but we'll see y'all next week